0: K-S-C-A-L, do it now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild Haitian in the building So, so, so original Got the haters catch your feelings Get your hands up to
1: the ceiling And keep them held high Cause saying this isn't ready Forget about it, goodbye saying hi Five somebody, rise up Weekdays, catch us live somebody Let's go. <laughs>
0: Welcome, welcome. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Friday. It is Friday. It's Friday, y'all. A beautiful, beautiful Friday where I'm at, where I'm sitting. It's always beautiful. Why? Cuz I get to do this ish every single day. It is a beautiful thing. Uh so every day is beautiful. But regardless, the sun is out. Them birds are chirping. And guess what? We still alive, y'all. We're listening. If you're listening to us right now, just just pat yourself on the back. Jump back and kiss yourself one time because you're still on this planet, all right? Another day to go out there and kick some serious bootay, okay? And you know what? The Pascal Show is very appreciative and very happy that you guys are still here on this planet with us, listening to us, rocking with us, arguing with us, agreeing with us, crying with us sometimes, laughing with us it's a beautiful thing so i have to say that real quick but of course i got my boys in the house we got jack and tom jackie and tommy boy what's a guan guys what's going on happy friday happy friday mother lovers face. yes hey. how you hey. doing how you doing tom
2: <laughs> i am exhausted i I'm feel am not you. gonna
0: lie to you i this
2: feel you been uh exhausting last few weeks i you know this is somebody that has to talk about it three hours a day and i can't imagine how exhausting it is for people that have to live live this reality day in and day out that's kind of where my mindset today is i'm exhausted just talking about this i'm exhausted just living in this kind of quickly evolving thing i just you know, I you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to it today, that Chappelle special, but uh, oh, I mean, we're going straight
0: to the we're going we're going yeah. straight to it here at the top of the show to be straight funky, but uh, of course, you know, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. We're going to be talking about all the stuff that's going on. Unfortunately, this is the world that we live in. Remember the time when we were talking about coronavirus. Remember that? Yeah. Remember like about a week ago, like, you know, we were just talking about about two weeks ago and, uh, yeah, there was this thing that was infiltrating and, uh, you know, invading our homes, you know, hide your kids, hide your wives. It's called COVID-19. And then now that doesn't exist no more. Like it, it does, but it doesn't. The media and, and the focus has now gone straight over to black lives matter police brutality, the whole design. okay? And uh, we are going to be talking about that for sure because we got to talk about the coronavirus stuff. But yes, man, I mean, trust me, I feel you on it, Tom. It is a lot. It is a lot to consume. There's so much BS that's going on in the world. um, And there's so much, uh, there are so many reminders of how crappy the world can be. But we also got to remember that There is a wonderful side of this life. There is a wonderful side of this world. And through these really bad moments, sometimes the best stuff does come out. We start to see what human nature really is. Mm. And sometimes we get to see that human beings are innately good. And so sometimes we need these dark days so that we can see those bright moments. So we're right now going through that right now. We're going through that ish, which is trash. It sucks. We've had, we had a pandemic. Now we have pandemonium going on. <laughs> it's like, it just keeps this wave. This crazy negativity wave is a crazy one, but we got to ride through it. We're going to be okay. Shoot, man. Um, but I do be feel all. you, right? But we going to be all right. Exactly, Jack. But I, I'm going to say this Tom. I do feel you though. You know? Yeah. And I, you know, I, I don't want to come off as insensitive. No, or anything, but not it is, at all. Bro. Is ex-
2: I, and that's kind of my point is, you know, I, as a white man, you know, I don't really, this isn't something I live day to day. I'll be straight honest with you. When these kind of things pop up, usually it's something I'm outraged about and sad about. And then, you know, we're all very ADD, you know, something else happens or mine kind of goes off of it. Um, but you know, being, 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 being here and, and talking about it and, you know, th- being forced to confront this in a, in a prolonged way, I think is good for America. I think it's good for, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's certainly exhausting. Yeah. It is exhausting. uh, And, and sad. I don't, I don't mean like, you know, Oh God, when can this be over? I mean, no, my emotions are frayed. I hear you. You know, it's just, but again, I, I, I'm not saying like, I, you know,
0: this isn't something I have to live every day, right? And and here it is, though. Here it is. You are living it every day. You know, you're talking about it with me. <laughs> you're going through the emotional yeah. roller coaster ride with my ass. But then it, at the same time, it's like, uh, yes, you know, I agree. You're you're not coming off any type of way, my brother. Not at all. You know what you're saying is completely understandable. I feel you one hundred and fifteen thousand um, percent with the feelings. This is something that – but you obviously already know. I'm not sitting here saying this to make it sound like anything towards you. Uh, This is just just on a rhetorical reason I'm going to say this. This is what we need to go through because Mm. we cannot let up right now. If we do let up, we'll just go back to the same old BS. Then another kid is going to get killed or another man is going to get killed. Another person is going to get killed and then we're going to sit there and go, why didn't we do something before, you know? Yep. And then next thing you know, we're coming out with videos like that Aaron Paul, I take responsibility video. And then it's kind of like, well, where were you before? Why are you suddenly coming through in the cut? You see what I'm saying? Now, now you care. So, yes, it's tough right now, but we're going to get through it. It's going to be tough for a while. But at the same time, you know. There's a lot of people that have been dealing with this kind of stuff for a very long time. Yep. And it's about that damn time that uh, we shake some trees, man, you know. Mm -hmm. But like I said, but here's the other thing. We're very lucky. We're extremely, extremely lucky that we have this platform. Us. Us three. I'm talking about you, me, Jack. Sometimes Lydia. I miss her. I do, too. But at the same hi time. Lydia. Yeah, hi, Lydia. You watching? I hope she is. <laughs> I hope she just goes, boop. Just wonder what these guys, what these crazy fellas are doing. Anyway, we have this platform. And everybody that's watching right now, everybody who's listening to us, everybody who's a part of this conversation, all the new friends that we start gaining, all the new ch- people that are part of the family, you know, we are all in this together. You are feeling, Tom, exactly how everyone else is feeling. But what's so yeah. dope is that we are all here talking about it together. Imagine if you didn't have this show right now, Tom, and you're just turning yeah. on the TV every day and you're like, oh, this is so, oh, the un- it's so wrong and so messed up. And this is always in my face. At least we have a, a, a platform in which we can get it out of our systems. You know, vent. B.S., laugh about it, poke fun at it, cry about it, laugh about it, yell about yeah. it, everything, yeah. you know? Confront it, really. Exactly. I mean, exactly.
2: I I, I don't. I mean, I don't think I would do this if I didn't have this show, but I could see where it'd be easy for some people to just tune all of this out. Just right. be like, oh, I'm going to power watch The Office again until this is over.
0: Hell yeah. yeah. Or I'm going to power watch all of Family Guy and smoke hella weed. Or drink myself ri- ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so easy to just tune off. Turn your brain off and just walk away. Piece of cake. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm thankful for this. And I'm thankful for you two, you know. <laughs> In the name of love. Not you too. You-, you see what I'm saying, though. I'm thankful for (laughs) you guys. And I'm thankful for you. (laughs) That was my dad joke for the day, and I ain't a dad. (laughs) Anyway, um, but I am. Sweet a (laughs) minute. Casey at bat. Anyway, deep cut. Anyway, I'm just saying, and I'm thankful for all the people that are listening and tuning in and being a part of the show. Because we are all in this together. We're going to get through this, like I said in the very, very beginning. And I love that Jack Jack threw that back. When we first started, when I didn't even have a microphone yet been we were doing this whole home quarantine thing and i'm playing that song we gonna be all right and we're gonna get through this same thing right now we gonna be all right we gonna get through this you know what i'm saying let's party on all right good morning everybody you know good morning steven good morning james good morning jack i'm reading the chats so good morning jack buck <laughs> you're here and you're here and you're here and you're here what the hell um <laughs> good morning enemy I'll nation <laughs> good morning enemy nation chris LaRose, rose what's up fam uh let's see who else roberto mr super you know uh michelle what is up good morning good morning we have so much we got to talk about we're gonna get through it I, I, we're gonna get through all this stuff obviously there's a lot to talk about first and foremost I'm sorry to go into this, but before we go into the Dave Chappelle conversation, before we go into that, um, I just noticed some people were talking uh, right when we were doing the countdown and I missed a lot of the uh, a lot of the chat. But between Roberto and Mr. Super, apparently they were talking about some interesting information, some new developing news. Officer Chauvin may still receive his pension worth over one million dollars, even being fired and charged with murder. And that was just from Roberto. So, shout out to Roberto Ortiz. You know, gracias. You know, um, gracias. I really do appreciate that. Now, that is some interesting news, man. Um, Real talk? Mm. What? (laughs) I I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but that is a little bit of a surprise. So, so he could still get his monies. He could still get paid. Whilst being charged after yeah, being so fired, after being fired and being, and being charged with murder what the f- what yeah.
3: Jack. So the Minnesota public employees retirement association uh, says that Chauvin would remain eligible to file for his pension as early as age 50. Uh, though he's 44 now, though would not provide details on the specific amount he would receive. People are estimating it's up to $1.5 million right now. Uh, Retirement plan officials said that employees terminated voluntarily or for cause are eligible for future benefits unless they choose to forfeit their future benefit, which he's not going to do that, and receive a refund of all their contributions made during their employment. Uh, They say neither our board nor our staff have the discretion to increase, decrease, deny, or revoke benefits. Any changes to current law would need to be done through the uh, legislative process. Uh, I'm still waking
0: up my mouth uh, and see <laughs> that sounded so uh, wrong. <laughs> There's a double meaning in that love. All right. Okay. Jack didn't get his usual morning mouth
2: exercises. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, the wife must be really yeah. upset right now. Anyway, going on <laughs> Like your mouth. <laughs> keep going. Keep going.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, basically, I mean, he's still eligible. They can't change it. Um, and public pensions are paid for a combination of contributions from the taxpayer-funded local governments and workers themselves, uh, and as well as investment returns. So I like, guess he's been working, he's been putting money into a pension fund uh, and basically would be able to get paid back out. Uh, so it's a public employment contract, uh, but I guess you know, maybe that's one of the things that goes to uh, legislation to go get changed. Mm. But I don't know if it would happen in the next six years to make, make him not eligible anymore. Interesting. But then, even then, he would get all the money back that he put in uh, while he was working, um, which is up to like $50,000 a year or something like that.
0: So let me ask you guys this. I mean, and I'm going to put this out. Um, something's getting loud over there. Um, so let me ask you guys this. The question is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out to everybody right now. My question goes out to you guys. What do you think? Do you think Derek Chauvin should be able to get his pension, which is well over... A million dollars, even after being fired and charged with second degree murder? Please, most definitely comment down below. Let me know what you think for sure. I would love to know about that. Do you think he deserves it? Let me know. Um, Enemy Nation just said something that I thought was very, uh, very true, or I hope that they do this. Uh, The Floyd family will sue for it. That's what Enemy Enemy Nation said. And I'm going to say this. I hope that they do. I hope that they take every single penny, every red cent from that man. Real talk. If he does get his pension, if it's well over a million dollars, that should be going to the family. Real talk. Man died. George Floyd died. What the hell? You know what I'm saying? That's what I think. Sue him. <laughs> take, him to, <clears throat> take him to court. Take him to civil court take every dollar that he that he has every single dollar that's what i say well Personally. god willing he won't be
2: able to spend it when he spends the rest of his life in prison anyway but uh
4: yeah yeah
3: Uh his wife probably wishes her ex-wife or whatever probably wishes that she would stay with him for another six years until he got it right, right. <laughs> maybe they'll be part of the uh divorce proceedings yeah
0: Uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, yep, good news. sorry, sorry about that. I'm, I'm getting distracted over here. Um, so anyway, um, yes, so definitely comment down below. Let me know what you think about all that. Cause I'd like to know, let's go on to this next thing. Uh, something that, uh, uh LaRose just said, Chris LaRose just said, and I don't know what this is. And I know this is, we're kind of uh, uh, shooting from the hip right now, and I'm I'm writing off of just the comments right now. But I'm gonna ask this really quick: uh, Bill Wiley for Bill Wiley for President 2021. Does anybody know what this is? Baby stepping into 2021. What what the heck is this? I don't. Because I could have sworn I saw a name. Saw Wiley trending. That that name trending uh-huh. on Google. Just a, just last night, but I didn't know what it was. You know what I'm saying? So I just kept going. You know, I kept. Bill Wiley
3: is an actor known for Porky's. Two the next day, The thing you do in Punching the Clown. Uh, I don't know.
0: Okay, so he's just. <laughs> that's all I'm
3: seeing. I'm not seeing any political. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Completely different person. Uh, there's a there's a guy that's gonna fill in as a county assessor. This was from 2019. I guess he is a. Uh, and County Manicopa County. I don't know. I'm not seeing anything yet here. I'll, I'll do some research while you're talking about. Okay. Yeah.
0: Else. Cause I wanted to know what the heck that is. I mean, that just doesn't make that just kind of came out of nowhere. Maybe Chris is going to comment down below and let us know what the heck that is too. Um, you know, oof, wow. Uh, Enemy nation did say something else here and I, I'm just trying to find it really quick. Oh, so this is something interesting. This is something completely different, uh, a complete left turn. But uh, enemy nation put out a quote that Joe Biden has recently said uh, and uh, quoting what en- enemy nation uh, tweeted or text. He said, even this is from Joe Biden's mouth. Even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's death did. That's from Joe Biden's mouth. What do you guys think on that? Hmm. It's hard to say
2: without context. I don't really know. True.
0: That is very true.
2: I don't want to shoot from the hip and get it wrong. So uh, having not seen the quote in context, I'm not going to comment on it.
0: You know what? And, and the thing is, is, go
3: ahead. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you got to imagine that back then there wasn't as big of a, um, you know, techno- like technology wasn't wasn't there, Right so the newspaper spread there was some news stations and things that would cover stuff but the ability now for these types of movements to have a bigger impact is just that much amplified by technology i mean the fact that everybody around the world can view these cell phone videos and you know there wasn't cell phone videos of the assassination if that was present i imagine that it would have been that much more impactful no. uh, and also the political climate the uh, just overall climate of people talking about race mm-hmm. is is that much more uh, amplified now too. And so uh, I think that of course it would have to ha- you know, have a bigger impact uh, you know just because of the, the how it has picked up and you see that a worldwide protests have happened. Um, police, police brutality doesn't just happen in, in America. Uh, and so you know and racism isn't just in America right uh, And so you know I, I think it just it makes sense that you know that's probably a true statement. Yeah, I've got the full quote here. Uh, Go
2: for it. All right. Uh, He says, even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's death did. It's just like like television changed the civil rights movement for the better when they saw Bull Connor and his dogs ripping the clothes off elderly black women going to church Mm. and fire hoses ripping the skin off of young kids. What happened to George Floyd... Now you got how many people around the country? Millions of cell phones. It's changed the way everybody's looking at this. Look at the millions of people marching
3: around the world. Interesting. I was pretty spot on with what he was saying without even knowing what he said. <clears throat>
0: yeah, yeah, you, you kind of got it,
4: Jack.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but you know, obviously, you got to you know play with play with the the confines of everything that's going on. Uh, you know, the yeah. the technology. You know what what jack and 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 joe say, said is basically the same combination, but at the same time I think that if m l. k was m l k jr was around today and was to be assassinated now, it'd be a completely different reaction. i think it would be the same if not more if not more vicious, if not more of an uproar. you see what i'm saying because of with the the technologies and all that you know the, you know, back then there was no social media, there were no cell phones. Everything was on their, Everything was in newspapers and on the television and radio, and that's about it. So, hmm, interesting. It's an interesting. It's just an interesting quote. It's just an interesting quote, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, so we got to go into some of this top news information and all that uh, real quick. Tom, did you find out the uh, the time spot? for that at all?
2: Yeah, for the bit where
0: he goes in on Candace Owen starts almost exactly at the 22 minute mark. Okay, so I'm going to hold, we're going to, we're going to pull that up here in a second. But um, before we go into it, this is part of our top news. All right. I don't know if you guys know about this. I didn't even know about this. Real talk. But Dave Chappelle has a Netflix special, a new Netflix special right now (laughs) streaming. And it came out last night, if I'm correct. I didn't even know about this. This just came out, but it is a very interesting one. So I'm reading something straight off of Variety. Uh, Dave Chappelle speaks out on George Floyd's death, blasts Candace Owens in searing Netflix special. So Dave Chappelle does not hold back in a new Netflix special entitled 846, which the streaming platform uh, Surprise debuted for, uh, for free on its YouTube comedy channel Late Last Night. Um, in a, in, in a set, uh, in a set, uh, with his signature searing social commentary, the, uh, the comedian touches on everything from George Floyd's death to being unable to accept a Grammy award on the day, uh, Kobe Bryant died to the hypocrisy of conservative T of the conservative TV host, Laura Ingram, um, and even throws a signature bit about Ja Rule. For levity so the thing is is he he goes in he has a special now i don't know if you know i haven't seen it yet but tom has so i need to hear from you tom what did you think of it is it any good was it funny before we show any clips because we're going to talk about we're going to get into candace owens here owens here in a second here but uh oh yeah of course we can't we can't go without talking about it so i want to know what what was your first impression of the stand-up special?
2: It's raw. It's really raw. Really? Um yeah. yeah. And he's very emotional, Uh as you would imagine. Certainly more emotional than I've ever seen Dave Chappelle. Really? Uh Yeah.
0: yeah interesting. Emotional. Um, no, it's like, yeah. there's emotional. Like, I don't, th- you know, there's Dave Chappelle. Emo- I don't think I've ever seen Dave Chappelle emotional. Does that make sense? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, he's... You when you say emotional, you, like you seeing like a tear going down his cheek type of thing. No, but there were several times during it where I felt like, oh, oh
2: Dave's going to start crying. Like you know, there oh, were a few times it's like, oh, wow. okay. it's, it's you know, he, he okay. does. I don't think he does cry in it, but you can hear, you can hear the emotion in his voice. <clears throat> it's it's pretty clear. It's uh, That's what's up. you know, it, it, I I don't know how I'd qualify it. I don't, and I don't know that I should. It, it's not a. Um, I don't know that it's really a comedy special, although it's Chappelle. There are definitely funny moments in it, but it's, it's more him just talking about, you know, it's, it's a raw, just it's just Dave talking about what he sees going on, yeah. how he's feeling about it, his past experiences, and what this means to him. And um, mm-hmm. there, there, are, there are a few jokes peppered in there, but I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it a comedy special. It's more of a oratory
4: Okay. I don't know how
2: I would put it, but it's good. I'm, I'm not, I would say it's essential, I okay. mean, I, to, but it's most of the time. He just talks about, um, he, he talks a little bit about Don Lemon. He talks a little bit about Candace Owens. He talks a little bit about Laura Ingram, but mostly he talks about just kind of, you know, how this made him feel. Gotcha. You know, I, I and, and then the name of the special is 846 or what is it? Yeah, 846. Yeah,
0: 846. You know, and um, so yeah, it's, it, uh, it was, it's called 846, obviously. Uh, the, the special was filmed on June 6th in Yellow Springs, Ohio with a coronavirus era social distancing guidelines in, in place for attendees, including face masks and temperature checks. So this was June 6th. Today is what? The 12th. So he literally did this and it premiered in five days. That's incredible. Now, I know that he also had, he has a deal with, he had a deal, multi-million dollar deal with Netflix that he had to, you know, basically do. He had to uphold his side of the contract. He has, he was supposed to put out three specials. He put out, so far he had put out two, right? So now he's put out his third one. Um, And this one, you know, like Tom said, I'm very interested to see it for myself so that I can put in my own take on it as well. But we're about to check out a small snippet. (laughs) We're about to check out a small snippet of this of this uh, of this stand up where he is basically going in on the people that we all love and know and love. Candace Owens. Yeah, I'm sorry, but sorry, not sorry. We're going to do this. Hold up, guys. Now, the thing is that. um. So crazy. The thing is, is I understand that he had to, you know, he obviously had to put out a special the whole nine. But I keep wondering, is this was this the right time?
4: Mm.
0: To put something out, I, um, yeah, you, and I'm not saying like I ain't trying to be no jerk here. It's mm. just an ongoing question of is this is was this the right time to do this? Because here it is, yeah. there is jokes, but then it, there is also, and I and I understand for him, stand up is a, a, a some sort of catharsis, you know, mm. is some sort of platform to you know it's it's a sanctuary for him to get his his emotions and his thoughts out and he's a very deep thinker this dude is hella deep you know he smokes hella weed so of course he's gonna be deep thinker um and he's you know and he's an incredible speaker um and storyteller uh but then you wonder is this the right time but mm-hmm. i leave that up to you guys you know you're gonna have to check it out for yourselves but first we're gonna show a little bit of a clip in regards to his take On Candace Owens. And I'm giving you guys a fair warning right now. This is raw as raw can be. So, viewer discretion is advised. A.K.A. earmuffs like a mug. Okay? He curses a lot. Just so you guys don't. If you guys didn't catch that old school (laughs) saying, (laughs) he curses a lot. Just so you know. Okay. Here we go. Quick. We're going to do it very quickly. That rotten bitch. There we go. She's the worst. I can't think of a
2: worse way to make money. She's the most articulate idiot
0: I've ever seen in my fucking life. She's so articulate. She can tell you how fucking stupid she is precisely. And She told George Floyd's rap record. On the internet.
1: Oh,
4: he was uh, this,
1: he did that, and he was, he's
4: a drug addict, and he's not a hero,
1: and why does the black community make him a hero? Why do
0: you choose him as a hero?
4: We didn't choose him, you did. They killed
0: him, and that wasn't right, so he's the guy. I'm gonna stop it right there, that's enough before we get kicked off. (laughs) Uh, Copyright issues, y'all, unfortunately. Um, But, as you can see, He's very passionate, as you can see. He's very upset, understandably. Um, To me, to me, that don't look like no comedy special. That looks like a, I don't know what the word is. That seems like a little bit more like a speech. Yeah, for like, just to boil it all the way down, where he's gonna get up there and say what he needs to say because he's angry, understandably, understandably angry. But I'm going, okay. Does this need to be? (sighs) Sorry, I'm. uh, You know, does it need to be? (sighs) Does it need to be a special? doesn't need to be a special there you go you know it like does that need to absolutely be a special you know could that be something that is solely for netflix or or not netflix i'm sorry for youtube you know what i'm saying where it's just some other special piece that he put on the side you see what i'm saying but then i understand like I don't know. It's like, is it the right climate? Is it the right time to talk about those things? It's like to joke yeah. about those things. And then he's not really joking about it. He's just going in about Candace Owens. And I understand that piece. Trust me. Woo. I'm with you, my brother. But at the same time, it makes you wonder why he decided to use this as a special. You see what I'm saying?
3: He's got the platform.
0: I mean, he yeah, needs exactly. to get the
3: word out. I mean, if there's all these news articles and news stations that are going out there and not providing that commentary, and he's saying, you know what? You know, this is what a lot of people are thinking. Right. And, you know, if he's got to be that voice of reason that goes out there and use Netflix and then, and YouTube to be able to reach millions of people, you know, I, he, I everything that he's done in his past, I think that he is a very smart Individual, incredibly he, smart, and, you know, and he he takes a stance Everything when he needs to take a stance, and I, I don't know. I think that he is uh, he's doing the right thing. I, I I think that he went out there, he saw the opportunity for it, and he wanted to voice his opinion, and he his opinion matches up with a lot of people, so, yeah. and you know, I don't think it's the wrong time for it. Uh, I don't either. And I, I keep in mind this is not
2: a comedy. This is not killing him softly. Okay, this yeah. is not. This is not a, you know, 20 jokes per minute stand-up special. This is Dave Chappelle processing this stuff on June 6th in real time. And, you know, Dave's a comic. Dave's been a comic since he was a kid. I mean, he was a kid when he started doing this stuff. This is how he processes information, is getting out on stage and doing his, you know, and speaking his mind. So... You know, I, I don't want you to think like this whole special is him going off on Republicans and Candace Owens and all that kind no. of stuff. He goes off on Don Lemon, too, about Don Lemon calling out celebrities saying, you know, why aren't you protesting out in the streets? Why aren't you lending your right. voice? And he says, the streets are doing just fine for themselves. They don't need me or Ja Rule coming out and giving our piece on it. The streets are doing it just fine by themselves
0: I mean he's it basically he's he, basically he no one is safe obviously no one is safe it is an open forum because he, obviously he has very he has very um open views about things you know what I'm saying. He has very open ideas. You know, not everything that he has is. You know, he's sometimes right there in the middle. Sometimes he's, you know, all the way on one side, and then the next minute he's uh, like. Sometimes he has conservative ideas, and then you know, and conservative thoughts, and then suddenly he goes over and he's he's pretty goes hella liberal. So you know, he's all over the place. So I understand that. And and the thing is, is that yeah, I mean, it's it's something that. Um. I do feel like, yes, at the end of the day, it is something that is good for for everyone to hear. Absolutely. I wouldn't call it a comedy special, but I think it's something that was good for everybody to hear. You see what I'm saying? Because we all look to, you know, the black community does look to actually the community, you know, that has grown to love and appreciate Dave Chappelle. I mean, you know, one of the best uh, sketch comedy shows of all time. You know, we all look to him to hear his his take on things or just to hear, because he's going to do a comedic spin on it. This one was not so much on a comedic comedic spin from yeah. my understanding. Um, but at the same time, you want to hear him because he's one of the best stand ups of all time, period. So yeah. in a way, it's like, you know what? Yeah, I would hear this. I would want to hear this, you know, let this be on, on Netflix, you know, let this be a special, but I think he needs to give us one more, <laughs> one more where we get to actually laugh, but at the same time, you know, put this on Netflix, have this there, you know, put it on that platform so that people hear you, you know, cause he has a different take. He has a totally different, uh, vibe with standup, you know, his thing is completely different. I mean, he's, you know, you take him and you put him next to Kevin Hart, their delivery, the way they storytell, the way they talk about things are two drastically different styles. But if you really want to think about things, you listen to Dave Chappelle, you know. So I give him mad props, you know, uh, you know, after throwing out that question, you know, and thinking about it, it's like, no, nah, man, you put this out here because the people need to hear it the people definitely need to hear it now it might not be it might not be comedy but it still is stand-up you know it, it might be a little bit of a you know a, a different type of comedy yeah. or a different type of stand-up let's just say you know like Lenny Bruce for example you know not the I wouldn't say he's the best example, and, and Tom, you could probably correct me when I'm saying this because you know you're stand up more than me, uh, stand up comedians more than me. But I mean, Lenny Bruce would go on stage and read definitions out of the dictionary, you know, protesting about freedom of speech and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. It wasn't stand up. I mean, it was stand up, but it wasn't comedy. It was just a different form. And yeah. I can see that same thing in this video, and that, and just in that small clip, you know, with with Dave Chappelle, you know.
2: Yeah, it it's raw, and you know, <sighs> Dave Dave's one of those guys that like it's hard to, you know, for for people of our generation, I I can't think of a comic that more, in you know, that influenced. I mean, the Chappelle show was appointment viewing at the college I went to that was largely white. And, you know, we, we, sent, we every week we'd sit down and watch that, and sometimes it was hilarious and didn't deal with social commentary. Other times it did. But, um, I but mean, Dave he's, Chappelle, he's a crossover. what he's done for the culture is, it, it, for people of my generation, what he's done for the culture, and as far as getting uh, the black point of view out to white people that might not have never heard yeah. it, I mean, he's,
0: he's a Titan. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is he's, you know, he's, he's a crossover, you know, he's a crossover comedian. He's, he was somebody who was still keeping it real, but for some odd reason was able to translate to the white community as well. Not only to the black community, but the white community and the white community was like, Oh, he's hilarious. And He's speaking so many truths, and then even within his comedy, there was so much. Even in this, in this, in his uh, show, his sketch comedy show, there was so much social commentary buried in the comedy. That it was just—it was deep as hell. And you're going, "Damn, you know, this guy's a genius. This guy's hilarious, and he's a genius." And you know, so he's now forming into something different, you know, um, or a, at least the last few um, comedy specials, like there was. Uh, the the two that just that were just put out like last year, uh, one of them was straight comedy and another one was just him talking like sitting on a like exactly almost the same format. He was just sitting there on a stool, just talking, you know, just speaking his mind about certain things, talking about the the book Pimp and, and all this stuff and the de- definition of a bottom B and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating because, you you know, people want to hear him speak. So. For this is a different form, you know. So I give him bad props for uh, putting this out, and it's crazy that it it was only shot, you know, five days ago. And you could tell, right. like, there's it's not perfect. It's no way, shape, or form perfect. You hear oh, no. the, like, like the the sound isn't even patched into the the camera. You know, it's just real raw. And like you said, Tom, it's really really raw. Um, so you know, huge shout out to him, man. You know, he he needs to be, you know, he needs to do more stuff like that. I think, you know. But like I said, it's just, I think people just need to be prepared for the new Dave Chappelle approach.
3: So uh, I just looked up because I I was like, this is more of like a dark humor, right? Yeah. And and I looked up dark humor, and then Wikipedia actually puts down, it says it's called black comedy, which is you know, a historical term, I guess, that is used, but I think it's uh, an interesting play on words for this. Right. Uh, But it's black comedy, also known as black humor, dark comedy, dark humor, or Gala's humor. Uh, It's a subject uh, matter that is generally considered taboo, uh, particularly subjects that are normally considered serious or painful to discuss. I think it fits into that. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're going to call it comedy. uh, Yeah, I don't know that I would call it comedy.
2: I mean, I watched it this morning. Yeah. And I'd say it's essential viewing. I'd say it, it, it's a very important person's perspective on it, a person whose perspective on race and culture you right. know, we kind of grew up on. I think it's, it's definitely worth watching. I'd say people should watch it. But I I, don't know that I I don't know that I call it a comedy special, and that's not a dig at it. It's just why should it be a comedy special? Guy got killed. Right, right. You know, yeah, I, it's, it's more Dave just speaking his mind,
3: and processing this with everybody else. Right. And, are yeah. people laughing in the, in the audience during it at all? I, I mean, I, I there, there
2: are moments in it where people laugh, but more it's people taking in what he's saying. Right. Um, yeah, um, uncomfortable you know, you know, Keep in mind, everybody in the audience is wearing masks, too. So it's mm. kind of hard to gauge Word. where people's emotions are, where yeah. all you can see is their eyes. But, um, you know, there are a few moments in there where there's like some cathartic laughing, where he, he'll throw in a joke when things start to get really, really serious. And then it's like, you'll laugh like five times. as hard right, to, to break that but tension. I, I'd say maybe right. in the special, there might be
0: three things that qualify as a joke, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. I want to read some of these comments real quick. Michelle Smale said, um, <clears throat> it gives, it gives more exposure that way. Uh, she's responding to it being on Netflix. It gives more uh, exposure that way. And he, o- he owed Netflix a special, Uh, If you have to do one and you don't feel like making jokes, why not? (laughs) Sarah Bareilles wrote a love song because her record required one. Interesting. Um, And that's a good I mean, that's a good argument, you know, Um, and that's a good point. You know, Uh, but like I said, I think that maybe he said, let's put this one out because this is what's going on. This is the sign of the times. We need to talk about these things. And I want to put these things out. It's fine. We'll put this out, and I'll do another special. I'll do another special, man. You never, you never know. You never know. He might have been like, "Yo, I know this is not comedy, but I need to put this out." Wait, was that your Dave voice? That was the worst Dave Dave voice ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was that was the worst one ever. You know, shut up, shut up, shut up, Jack. <laughs> shut up. You you do a Dave Chappelle impersonation. I can't no i will not nope nope You're not gonna, <laughs> gonna get me to do that, <laughs> exactly. me like, hey, do that. <laughs> but anyway but i see i see uh michelle's point you know it's it's most definitely something that you cannot um you know you can't just uh i could see him going hey i'm gonna put this out i need to put this out you know let's put this out man like just put it out I will do another. Maybe he's like, hey, I'm going to put this out because we people need to hear this. And then I'm going to put out another one. And that's going to be a full on comedy special. But at the same time, I really do appreciate him taking the platform that he has and using using that piece um, to put out there, you know. Um, But like I said, you know. It'll be interesting, you know. (laughs) uh enemy nation said get dave on the show pascal i would love (laughs) that to happen maybe in about a year give it a year (laughs) let's see where let's see where the numbers go you know what i'm saying as far as subscribers and our our follower base and all that stuff go first and then you know we can we could definitely most definitely talk um i don't think i've ever seen dave do panel before be interviewed on a you know that's a good question I, I, I honestly uh, he has done a few he's done a few but you know he's on like breakfast club in the morning why because it's one of the biggest radio shows and one of the biggest shows out there it's huge you know what I'm saying but it took them years to get him on the show years hmm. so you know we got to just keep pushing keep getting things going uh, enemy nation just said Joe Rogan same thing Joe Rogan does not do interviews he's like if you want to know me just watch my show with Dave on Joe Rogan? No, I don't think so. Actually, I don't think so. I think he still hasn't been on that show yet. Yet. Yeah, I don't Give it time. Give it time. I mean, Kevin Hart has been on it. I mean, there's uh, uh, Little Duvall's been on it. There's, uh, there's been other comedians uh, and artists on that show, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see if if he's willing to do those kind of things. Anyway, we got to go into a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the two black teens that were arrested in Tulsa for jaywalking. We'll be right back. This is The Pascal Show. Bye. Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And like I always say, if this is your first time checking out this show, please go hit that like button underneath this feed right now if you're enjoying the conversation. And of course, as always, crush that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. That would really, really mean a lot. Anyway, we got to go into this next top story because this is some really interesting stuff. I don't know what the heck is going on with the world today but uh two black teens in tulsa were arrested for jaywalking yeah fellas speak on it
2: yeah uh tulsa police released video footage this week of two black teens getting handcuffed and one of them taken into custody for jaywalking sparking (laughs) criticism of the incident from the city's mayor And the head of a coalition of black officers Mm -mm. so this is from a this happened on june 4th there's a video out there i got it right here yeah let's let's take
0: yeah we're going to take a look at this video um and of course they're saying a a warning there could be some graphic images etc so viewer discretion is advised here we go
1: What do you want? Oh, like, exactly just it? relax. You can't, you can't be just out relax. You're walking down the middle of the road. Whoa. Hey, hey. What y'all doing? Hey, hey, doing? Hey. What? Whoa. What are you doing? Chill, man. What are you doing? What, you, doing? what you, doing? Hey, hey. you guys doing? Why are you trying to take hey, Why you trying to take his back, man? man. Nobody's, just... choking. Nobody's choking Nobody's choking, man.
3: Nobody's choking him. Just chill out.
1: Hey, man,
3: what you got? Why you guys, bro, What, chill what the out, hell? Bro.
1: <laughs> hey, man, chill. Hey, why are you twi- why are you putting your hands on him? Hey. Why, what? Why, why are you arresting him? Why you putting handcuffs on him? Because. Why are you putting handcuffs because. on him? Because why? why? He all, he, all, he, him, all he was doing was jaywalking. We just want to talk with him. Does he have anything on him, What? And fool like that. Hey, sir, does he have anything <laughs> on him? I'm, I'm just trying to tell you he has you nothing got, on him. I have nothing on, got, on him, got, sir. OK,
3: don't reach in your pockets. Don't reach all in your pocket. Right. OK? Just relax.
4: What?
1: don't know why you're, why you're take, take a seat, take
4: a seat.
3: Wow. Hey, let him, let, turn him over.
1: You guys harassing us for no reason, Wait, sir. That we're doesn't
4: make any sense. Okay. Hey.
1: We can't walk down the street? Hey, Zay, chill out,
0: man. Whoa. Hey,
4: man. Hey, chill Whoa. Out, hey, chill stop, not anything. Okay, here, Him too? Just relax. We're
1: not doing anything. This okay,
4: Hey, Chill here. Let's wow. just put him in the car. Sir, so he has handcuffs I'm on. Black. Yeah, he does. If he has handcuffs on. What is he going
1: to do? Let's just put him in the coming. car. What is he going to wow. do, sir? Wow. Just, quit Hold touching on. me.
0: Wow. My goodness, man.
1: to check me for? I ain't got on me. Well, then why are you acting like a crazy man? Then why the you want to check me? Because I'm black, huh? Because I'm black, huh? If you spit. I'm a criminal. You gonna f- uh,
0: Wow. Oh. Do not headbutt me again! Whoa, guys. Mm-hmm. You understand?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. I'm not playing around. Hey, thank you for being cool. All right? Appreciate it. What?
0: Thanks for See, being it goes cool. much
4: different.
3: Thanks for complying.
0: So that's his treat.
2: And hey man, just so you know, when you walk in the street, wow. walk on the the opposite side of traffic, okay? And don't be in the middle of the street. So you Wait. can see the cars coming at you. Excuse me. On the side of the you were up
0: there, but then you guys moved into the middle of the street. Because you guys were following right behind us. He was walking behind
4: us. Yeah. You.
1: Wow. Wow.
3: I didn't see any sidewalks there either. They'd probably arrest them for walking on private property if they were on the grass.
0: Wow, guys, what the heck did I just see? What the hell was that? Abuse of power. That was hella abuse of power, man. Like first off, like what were they doing wrong? They were just walking. You're gonna arrest a dude for jaywalking? How is that a a a a a? an arrestable offense. How is that? What? That didn't even do anything, man. Unbelievable. That was, that just, what? And then the one of them, the, the guy that was standing, the one, the one that was standing, uh, not the, in the hoodie, but the one in the black t-shirt, wasn't doing anything. He was just chilling. He was just trying to tell his friend to chill. Why would you arrest, why would you put handcuffs on the dude that isn't start, wasn't even starting anything? First off, let me go back. Rewind real quick. Why would you do that to the kid in the hoodie in the first place? He just ran up and grabbed him like that. Why? Why? You, you see that there's nothing on the dude. The, guy, the, the two kids are just walking. What the hell was that? What the hell was that, y'all? Yeah. And see, but I'm saying, they say that there's no, there's no such thing as police brutality. There's no such thing as racial police brutality. There's no such thing as racial tensions between black and, and police, black and blue. And you see something like this? Come on, guys. Man, this is so insane. Wow. Sorry, Tom, what were you going to say? Yeah, um... And it just makes me think back when I was a
2: kid about those guys' age. And, like, the stuff I got up to that was way worse than jaywalking, I never was treated like that, ever. I mean, those guys are just walking in the street. I mean, I... I, Who does that? You know, I've been... I mean, I've given cops more reasons to give me a hard time than those two were, and it didn't happen. So, I do have a quote here. um, um, Let's see, I have the mayor, the the mayor of Tulsa came out with a quote about it. Uh, He said, I want every kid in Tulsa to feel safe to walk down the street in their neighborhood. He continued, I know the officers in that unit focus on removal of illegal guns from the streets, but the goal of that work should be that families feel safe in their neighborhood. This instance accomplished the opposite.
0: And he said, we can do better. Now, can I ask you something, Tom, Jack? Yeah. Was there any real reason why they were getting followed and, and getting arrested or getting detained? Were there any reports anywhere else that somebody was saying, hey, these kids are walking around? Was it like another Ahmad Arbery type of situation where, you know, two, some people see two black kids walking down the street type of thing and they just got a little uh nervous you know what i'm saying getting a few phone calls from some karens out there that are just kind of doing their neighborhood watch type of ish like where how where does this where does this sprout from you see what i'm saying it just seems like it came out of nowhere you know whether those kids are walking on private property or not they remind their own damn business they weren't doing anything as you see there was nothing on those kids they were just chilling. They were just walking together. Now you, now you get arrested for walking while black. What the hell is this? Is there I mean, any? I is there anything?
3: Like, he just went up and grabbed him too. Like, I, we don't see anything from beforehand. Like, had they talked to him in the car, and then they didn't stop walking? Yeah. And, and they just kept on going or something. Like, and so he was mad that they didn't like comply with them. Like, because getting out of the car and then running up behind him and just grabbing him like that, like, I didn't hear any rights being read. I didn't hear, like, any due process in there. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then something uh, on Twitch, somebody just said, real talk, uh, Little Boxes, what's up, Little Boxes? Thank you so much for, for commenting. He said, or they said, sorry. Um, They weren't even there weren't even sidewalks on that street. Uh, Exactly. It's like, where the hell are the damn uh, sidewalks? I don't see no sidewalks. And then and then the cop, one of the cops has the audacity to go make sure whenever you're walking, you're on the the opposite going against the traffic instead of going with the traffic. Wait a second. So you're telling me that if I walk with the traffic on a particular side of the street on a sidewalk, Am I breaking the law now? Now I'm breaking the law if I'm not on the side of the street that's going against the traffic? I'm confused. That was your excuse? That was your reason? Just be sure to do that. Thank you for complying. Buddy, here's a treat. We're going to unarrest you now. We're going to unarrest you because you, you complied. Why would you arrest the dude, the second dude in the first place? You already got the first guy homeboys just trying to say bruh chill chill bruh chill that's all he's doing he's not waving his hands he's not losing his mind he's not doing anything crazy he's just trying to tell his friend to chill out so that he doesn't die so that he doesn't get his knee a a knee on his neck Hmm. and they and they and they and they arrest the guy in the black shirt for no reason why uh, would you I, I do I would that?
3: This,
2: they only took the one man into custody. They handcuffed the guy in the black shirt. They did not bring him into custody. Why would they, you handcuff him did bring in, in, the... in the other the, other, but the you, other
0: man? But you see what I'm saying? Why would yeah, you yeah. handcuff him in the first place? Why? Absolutely. Where's the reason behind that? Mm-hmm. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. That guy was as he said, complying. So if you're complying, why arrest the guy and put him on the side of the street? If he's complying, if he's sitting there going, hey, buddy, chill, bruh, chill, 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 chill bruh, like chill. If he's really he, complying. He struggled when
3: I grabbed him from behind without giving him warning. So he was resisting arrest.
0: You, you so ran you gotta remember up-
3: This is coming from the same department that Major Travis Yates uh, is coming on backlash because he went on public radio in Tulsa on Tuesday and they any reference that uh, police are shooting black Americans about 24 percent less than they probably ought to be based on the crimes being committed. Mm. Yeah. And he, he, and he says that systemic racism and policing just doesn't exist.
0: Ha ha. But then you got somebody you show footage of a man of, of two young men, two teens walking, one's wearing a hoodie. So, ooh, God forbid. Another Trayvon Martin situation's about to happen in a way. You go, you run over, you grab him from behind. What is he gonna do? Instantly you're gonna do that. The hell you doing? What what is this? What you doing, bro? He didn't even he didn't even start acting a fool until he was face down in the dirt with handcuffs on. That's the only time that he started, that's when he really started to freak out. Getting arrested is, is, is a scary thing. Especially when you're getting arrested for no reason. You're face down in the dirt and you're just, you're walking while black? You know, it's so funny. I don't mean to make this a, in a, a personal thing, but eff it, I am. So, I went to one of the protests, right? And uh, I'm walking, you know, I'm walking with uh, with my family. I'm walking with my my, my nephew, my my sister, my brother in law, my girl. Like we're all together. We're holding, you know, they're holding signs. We're all there in solidarity. We, we go and we protest. But then after we protest, there was a moment, like I said before, I, because, you know, like about an hour after we had left, some dude tried to drive through the protesters shooting a, a gun in the air uh, out there. Like just like literally 45 minutes about after we left the protest. And like I said, I have this weird sixth sense of when I feel like in a, in a crowd, things are about to start popping off. And 99.9% I'm right. So I felt this. So I left. I'm walking down and we're all walking back to where our cars are. And it's quite a bit of a walk, right? Right. You know, we're walking uh, uh, across major streets. We're walking, you know, over a highway, the whole nine, right? We're on the sidewalks, by the way. But there was one moment, and every, because every single intersection, <clears throat> there are cops at every single intersection. Some are in riot gear, hiding behind buildings, just waiting for things to start popping off, right? So... Each, each in every single intersection that I walk, I walk by, I see all these cops. Now I'm like, all right, you know, and I'm already getting nervous because I'm, you know, these guys are like, you know, they're, they're frothing at the mouth they're, you know, they look like rabid dogs ready to, they're ready to go. You know what I mean? They're ready to pounce. So my family's like, Hey, let's cross the street. Now this is not at an intersection. They want us they, my family, my group of people that I was with wanted us to jaywalk across the street and I kid you not in the back of my head I'm like man I really don't want to walk over I don't want to jaywalk Mm -mm. I'm worried that they're gonna do something to me just for jaywalking and then lo and behold this happens a video like this happens and you're going man see I'm not crazy because stuff like this does happen jaywalking while black Get your ass arrested y'all apparently that's what happens jaywalking while black and people wonder why <laughs> and people wonder why there's so much anger going on in the world and for all y'all that think that this does not exist woo you on some really good, really good drugs. mm mm Crazy. Fellas.
2: I mean, I, I just think back on all the stuff I did when I was these kids' age. You know, all, all the bump-ins I had with cops, mm-hmm. whether it be for having liquor underage, whether it be for having a little bit of pot or a pipe or whatever the hell. And I'm, you know, there are many times in my life where I could have been arrested and the cops, you know, cause I, I, I don't know if it's cause I'm white. I don't know why it is, but you know, I've, I've never been arrested, but I guarantee you if I were black in about three of those instances, I would have definitely been arrested and probably charged. I mean, these guys are walking down the street and it, I don't know. I, I, I haven't watched the video too many times, but it, I mean, it looks like by the time the cops are even out of the car, they're walking over towards the grass anyway.
0: Right.
3: Yeah, so, they were at an angle. They weren't like...
0: Hmm. I mean, I... Like I said, they ain't, hi, they ain't hurting nobody. Yeah. They ain't hurting nobody. I mean, they weren't doing anything.
2: I, it reminds me of when I was like, uh, I don't know, 14, 15, I had a sleepover at one of my friend's houses, and We stayed up all night. We went out at like 5.30 in the morning or something. We were just like walking around, you know, the suburbs. And a cop pulled up. And he's, you know, said, hey, the hell are you guys doing out here? You're not old enough to be out at this time. You need to go back home. And I remember us walking back and kind of blowing off some steam and trash talking that cop. The cop never got out of his car. Cop never searched us. The cop never did any of that. I mean, very similar circumstances and we were treated like young gentlemen and just like, hey, can you go home? You're not supposed to be out here. It wasn't, hey, you got anything in your pockets? Here, let me, let me search you down. Yeah. It's, a to- it's two Americas.
3: Yeah. Th- what was the, the, the reason the mayor said that there's illegal guns? They're trying to crack down on illegal guns. So that's just an assumption you can make now when you see anybody doing anything,
0: that they have an illegal gun.
3: Right. Anything.
0: <laughs> Oh, there's there's something protruding out of uh, you know uh, uh, on the side of his pants. They think it's a gun. It's a fanny pack. You know. Oh, it's got to be a gun. It's a gun. Let's let's go and get him. Let's go and arrest these guys. Sprinkle some crack on him. It'll be fine. You know what I mean? Shout out to Dave Chappelle. (laughs) But it's seriously, you know what I'm saying? It's like that's that's okay. That apparently is I. You know. And then the fact that. Man, I just, like I said, those kind of things are, are wrong. And I hope, I hope those officers were, I hope something, something must have happened to the, to the, the, the I hope something does happen with those officers at some point. Now, I'll say this though, too. Mm, kid, the kid shouldn't have spat on him. I'll say that too, straight up. Cause isn't that assault on an officer?
3: Well, now with the COVID, now it's like terrorism, right?
0: Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Damn. But see, now it gives more of reason for him to be detained. Right. Now that's the reason why he's arrested. He shouldn't have done that. That's the part where he, he messed up. Understandably, he's angry. And if I was getting arrested for no reason, yeah, that would be one. Of, and I can't put my hands on him or anything like that. Shoot. Spit, for sure. But at the same time, when you're thinking about you are in a losing battle right now, where all was, things, like, no. all the odds are against you. Real talk, all the odds are against you. You, you try. I, I'm just. I would just be like, still. Calm as a Hindu cow. Real talk, just chill. You know. What are you saying? This
2: instant, This is. This incident took place. Uh, what incident took place? June fourth. I mean, you know, George Floyd having May 25th. I mean, people are still feeling a certain way towards cops. Yep. And understandably so. So if you're getting hassled for walking down the street, I could see where you'd be a little pissed off. Yep. Be like, yeah, get off me. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Get back in your frigging car. I'm walking down the street.
0: It's like, let me be. Let me, yep. let me live, man. Can a man live? Can a man jaywalk? Can not a man just jaywalk? Just let a man just let a man walk. Now you can't even do that. Shoot. Now here's some other stuff. We gotta go. We gotta uh, switch gears here. That was some trash. But definitely comment down below and let us know what you think about all of that. You know, I know some people were res- responding and and were very very uh, surprised um, seeing this. Um, but yeah, Tulsa, of all places. Um, we got to go into this next thing. Uh, so, apparently, and this is also has to do with cops. <laughs> so, um, apparently, an officer, uh, officer who knelt with George Floyd uh, protesters is being accused of insubor- board, uh, insubordination uh, a day later. I can't speak anymore. Um, so, Tom, knows mouth exercises. Yeah, though. those mouth ex- <laughs> exercises. So, Tommy, speak on it. Yeah,
2: a well, uh, San Francisco police officer took a knee uh, with George Floyd protesters during a massive demonstration in San Francisco's Mission District. The next day, his supervisor sent him home early for insubordination. Uh, the reason he was sent home for insubordination is because the officer, Officer Ruben Rhodes, wears earrings to work every day. He identifies as non-binary. and Interesting. So, I guess technically police policy is, and I, I, I want to make sure I get this right, but um, I guess technically uh, police policy is male officers are forbidden from wearing earrings on duty. However, Officer Rhodes says that he has worn these earrings every day he's been on the job, and it was only the day after he took a knee with protesters that he was disciplined for insubordination.
0: Now... so. Um, just so everybody understands, can you explain to uh, to us w- what exactly insubordination means and stands for?
2: I mean, it's just not following police proceed police policy. Yes, mean, police. It's for for not obeying the rule for a male not to wear earrings. He was yeah, breaking. basically authority, basically
3: to obey orders.
0: So he didn't. He was not willing to apparently from what his you know uh, from what his uh, his department thought uh he wasn't willing to obey the the laws or the, i mean sorry obey the rules within the police force that and just because uh, out of nowhere out of nowhere they have a problem with him wearing earrings were they like low dangling earrings were they like chandeliers on his ears i'm confused like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why does that suddenly matter? Yeah.
2: Well, it matters because he took a knee. I mean... Obviously. He's, he's, he says here he wears these earrings to work nearly every day and has, so, has done so without issue. I mean, keep in mind, this is San Francisco. They're not really out there trying to stamp out people that are non-binary. I mean, they may have that on the books, that males aren't going to be able to wear earrings, but it's not like they're... Um, They they clearly weren't enforcing it. They're a liberal city. But apparently what they don't like is when you take a knee with protesters to show solidarity. That's that's what
3: did it for them. They they use this earring BS as their excuse. Well, they're going to—so the San Francisco police force is going to uh, revise their transphobic dress code, Mm. is what is coming out now. Oh, great. That'll fix it. (laughs) Yeah, Because that's
2: what the problem was. was, That was definitely the problem.
3: Did you not and know it's that? It's not
2: the fact that they're seeking retribution for a cop that's, you know, showing some humanity and kneeling with protesters. That's not the problem. The problem is there's transphobia against his earrings.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Nice. I, I thought you knew this. I thought you knew yeah. this, Tom. You know, it's clearly, clearly because of the dress code. It had nothing to yeah. do with BLM. Absolutely not. Absolutely
2: not. I don't know if we mentioned it. I don't know that it really matters, but uh, Officer Reuben Rhodes is an African-American. So... Oh. Yeah, doubly, doubly despicable that they would discipline him for taking a knee with protesters and then come up with this stupid excuse of, oh, he's wearing earrings like he did all last week and all last month and all last year.
0: Oh, for the past few years, it seems like,
2: and suddenly right. that's
0: a big problem. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. They'll try to get you somehow. They'll try to get you somehow. Yeah. Man, ain't that a damn and, shame.
2: I, you know, again. This, I mean, could you run a worse PR cam- campaign for police than so many of these police departments and police unions are doing right now? You're under intense scrutiny for the way you treat minorities, and you send home a black officer, ostensibly for wearing earrings, but really because he was kneeling with protesters? Yeah. It's just, cr- and, I mean... It it, it really hurts the argument that it's a few bad eggs. I'm starting to think it might be there are a few good eggs. Right. And a lot of rot. Because I'm also looking here at the Fraternal Order Police in Chicago um, saying Chicago officers who kneel with protesters could be kicked out of the police union. Um, I'm sorry, this is not a few bad eggs. This is national rot of American policing.
0: It's just crazy. And the fact, Jack, what do you think?
3: I mean, for the, that individual, uh, he obviously was being reprimanded for Neely. Uh, and most of, the, most of the police officers should be for the people, right? So they should be able to sympathize. They should be able to show support. And finding a reason to have him go home uh, and be disciplined, you know, that was a, I, I want to see the, who was the person that decided to discipline him? Right. I want to see who that person was and what their reasoning is. And it's like, can you even, like if they're out and about, aren't they all wearing riot gear? So aren't his ears covered up by a helmet? So it's oh. like, that's like, I feel like it's a super stretch to be able to find that as the reason that they was sent home. Yeah. Because if your whole head's covered, guess what you can't see is your ears. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. uh, It's messed up. Uh, I again, yeah. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, I want to find the inherent good in people. Uh, I think it's really, you know, the world's going to go down real quick if everyone's looking around and just sees everyone as bad. There has got to be good people that are in the police force. Um, There's, you know, there are good and bad all over the place, but I'm hoping that there is more good than bad. But yes, with the spotlight that has been showing on a whole bunch of people right now, it is showing a lot of bad yeah. and um, yeah, it is hard to say because I mean, there's yeah. people don't want to be insubordinate. They don't want to be fired from their job. So there is that, you know, power from the top down thing of like, don't get out of line. And, you know, you can't express your individuality. You have to be, what the, the force tells you to be, yeah. and, and that's part of it. You're part of the police force. You're not just an individual policeman or a policewoman. I yeah. mean, it's a you better fall in line, or else, you know, the other 50 people that are behind you are going to find a reason for you to be, you know, thrown out, Yeah, uh, just like the Army. If you're, you know, you got to know that the person behind you has your back, and whether or not you have personal differences, like, there's an overall agenda that has to be kept in place, so... Yeah. You know, I understand it's hard for people to take a stand. Um, hopefully in the coming years, it will be easier for people to do so. Yeah. I mean, what, what were you going to say, Tom? Go ahead. Uh,
2: I, well, okay. Uh, you know, we're talking about this San Francisco officer now and him being disciplined, you know, for supposedly his earrings, but really it's because he took a knee. But I mean, related to this story is this fraternal order police in Chicago, Basically saying, if you take a knee with protesters, you could be kicked out of the police union. I just want to so that we get the opposite side of, you know, we're going to both sides this thing. Hang on. (laughs) Not that I agree with this at all. But I just want you to hear the argument from the other side, from a police officer that is against police officers kneeling. This is a quote from Fraternal Order of Police President John Catanzara of Chicago. Okay. He says... I don't believe it's the time or place to be doing that, meaning taking a knee with protesters. If you kneel, you'll be risking being brought up on charges and thrown out of the lodge. It, let's see, he says here, um, it's essential, he says it's essentially an act of treason for police because these protesters are pushing for policies that would hurt the police. He says specifically this weekend, this was about defunding and abolishing the police officers, and you're going to take a knee for that? It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So that that's the other side that that's what police are saying is, Oh, this is an act of treason to take a knee with these protesters because some of them are asking to defund the police.
0: Yeah. 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 uh, And and that's the thing. I mean, obviously there's this ongoing thing of defunding the police to defund the police or not to defund the police. That is the, the question Um, you know, obviously there's uh, the pro and con of both sides. There's a lot of questions, um, and there's no real full-on answer to that at all. Um, but what I'm going to do right now is it's time to open up the phones. It's time to do a little bit of speak on it. But here's the thing. There's some guidelines now, y'all, because the thing is, is I can't be on the phone with everybody for 20 minutes each, okay? So, unfortunately, I'm going to give you guys a certain allotted amount of time, get, say, say what you need to say, and I'm going to hang up. If you guys have a problem with that, I'm sorry. But at the same time, them are the the breaks. I know that everybody wants to put in their two cents, and they have a lot to say. But I need you guys, if you guys call in, I need to get you guys to say your point. I love you all. But then I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to open up the conversation for all of us to talk about this. uh, Because it's been an ongoing thing. And, you know, the nighttime shows, we can have a little bit more leniency and a little bit more time to, you know, chop it up and talk and make it more lax and, and relaxed. But the show, unfortunately, in the morning, we got to keep it kind of straight, funky and to the point. So give us a call at 314-766-4581. OK, and let us know what you think about any of the conversations, any of the topics that we have been talking about thus far. OK, definitely let us know. 314 766 four five eight one um so we are gonna go into the next piece of information next piece of combo where was it let me see here trump's rally this is something interesting trump's rally is gonna be on juneteenth in tulsa how fitting we just talked about tulsa now we're talking about tulsa again um Now June uh, the 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 rally Trump's rally is going to be on Juneteenth in Tulsa, and people are saying that this is a racist slap in the face. Tommy Boy, speak on it.
2: Yeah, uh, black community the the black community and political leaders are calling on President Donald Trump to at least change the date of an Oklahoma rally, kickstarting his return to public campaigning, saying that holding the event on Juneteenth the day that marks the end of slavery in America, is a slap in the face. Uh, Trump campaign officials discussed in advance the possible reaction to the Juneteenth date, but there are no plans to change it despite fierce blowback. Uh, Kamala Harris and Tulsa civic leaders were among the black leaders who said it was offensive for Trump to pick that day, June 19th, and that place, Tulsa, in Oklahoma City that in 1921 was the site of a fiery and orchestrated white-on-black attack, referring to the uh, Black Wall Street massacre that happened in Tulsa. So Kamala Harris has said this isn't just a wink to white supremacists. He's throwing them a welcome home party.
0: No kidding. I mean, it's a a full-on red carpet event. He's pulling out the red carpet. There's going to be paparazzi the whole night. I mean, this is like he's pulling it out like this is the Oscars for real talk on a day that shouldn't be. He shouldn't even be doing something like this at all. And he's not changing it at all. You know, what were you saying, Jack? Uh, he, he put a thing out on Twitter, I think,
3: that said, look at this as a celebration. Excuse me? It's like, Ralph, what? look at it as a celebration of the uh, end of slavery.
0: Jesus, you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> I'm gonna find it. This is um, this is our president. See, see, but the the thing is, is that there are people out here that consist consistently will sit here and tell us to our face all day long like I said I just don't get it you're saying that oh he does all these great things for black people oh you know HBCUs and and, 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 you know uh, this and the thirds and oh he did this to exonerate these people because of the 1994 criminal uh, bill and blah 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 and it's like I I get all that you know And, and, and I get you know oh businesses helping with businesses and black business but then he does things like he does things like this You know, if it was like another day, if Juneteenth stood for like, I don't know, something that had to do with something serious and, and, and had to do something for, for white people, you know? Well, one, he'd still do it anyway, I think, because he would just capitalize on that as much as he could. But it's like, why? Why is he? <laughs> I don't know. It's To me, it doesn't make I'm trying to process this, and see, that's the thing. More and more, I, I, it's more and more, it, all roads are pointing towards him being racist, period. If he was somebody who was trying to do something, where, go out of his way to show that he is not a racist human being, he would not, of all days, Juneteenth, y'all. You don't think he would have been like, well, wait a second, actually, that's not a good idea. Can we do the day after, though? Can we do the day before? No. I'll read
2: here. I've got a quote from Katrina Pearson. She's a senior advisor to the Trump campaign. Uh, She says, As the party of Lincoln, Republicans are proud of the history of Juneteenth. President Trump has built a record of success for black Americans, including unprecedented low unemployment prior to the global pandemic all-time high funding for historically black colleges and universities and criminal justice reform. Boy, they love pulling out those three facts, don't they? Every Dude. time he does something racist, they're like, oh, hey, but there's a record low unemployment, Us and uh, criminal justice reform. Every time he gets called out for being racist, he points to those three things, one of which was bipartisan let- legislation that had been in the works for like a decade, that right. being criminal justice reform. And you're going to talk about unprecedented low unemployment. Look at that trend line. Go find that trend line of black unemployment. You'll see it started in 2009 and has just continued through the Obama administration into the Trump. He didn't do that. He didn't do any of that. Now, historically, black colleges and universities, yeah, he did do that, and that's good. But damn, he seems to bring that up every time he gets called out for racism. He loves having that card he can whip out and be like, oh, no, but I did that.
0: HBCUs all day long. See what I did? See what I did? See what I did? Mm -hmm. But then George Brown, I mean, uh, George Floyd happens, and then it's like, no. I'm not even batting an eye to that. Y'all are terrorists. It's all Antifa. It's all this other stuff. Then now, Juneteenth is happening, and he has the audacity to put, to do his... Like he can't even pay respect to that day. He has to put his stuff on top of that as basically a middle finger to the Black Lives Matter movement. No one's seeing this. I mean, we're seeing this. You know, all three of us are seeing this. You know, we all seeing this. But I'm talking about, is everybody else seeing this? Just put the two and two together. Put the math together. You cannot tell me that this is not kind of messed up. You know what Post I'm saying? Hold the
3: video I sent you for the, from the White House press secretary uh, responding to why it's going to happen on Juneteenth.
0: Oh, you sent me a video? Yeah. Okay, hold up. <laughs> We're going to do this. Tom, ah, who are you reading that quote from?
3: That was uh, Katrina Pearson, I believe. Okay, this is from the White House press secretary, Kaylee
0: Kaylee McKinney. Kaylee Nana. What's her name? Kaylee McKay McKinnon, right? <laughs> no, it's, uh, Mc yeah, M- it's M- a
3: Kaylee McAnee?
0: Yeah,
3: it's
0: M-M-C-A-N-A-N-Y. McKinney. I was Mc- having trouble with that. There we go. Yesterday or two days ago. McGenney? McKinney. Mc McKinnony. Sure. McKinney. I don't know. McKinney meeting. McKinney McKinney. Something like that. Mecca lecka high mecha hiny ho. Okay. That's Minnesota. who the press
2: secretary should be.
4: Steve <laughs> yeah. right? Genie. yeah Boy,
0: I'm trying to pull this up, guys. sorry oh i gotta I gotta meet you guys real quick oh this is got this is gonna be good. I have a feeling. We got a little bit of an ad. we gotta you know gotta love these ads. gotta love these ads, y'all um but anyway, uh like I said, they're trying to find any excuse. Like they're trying to do, you know, it's the art of spin. It's the art of spin, y'all. He, they are really, they are literally going out of their way to try to see what they can do in regards to spinning this as many ways as they can. This is trash. This is trifling, y'all. Like I said, this is some, this is some BS. This is some true BS. Hold up, guys. I'm queuing it up. It's finally done. Here it is this woman in all her glory. McKinney. Mecca lecca High mecca hiney ho. Here we go.
1: What
5: does Jew mean to President Trump and is it appropriate for him to be holding a rally on Jew team? Look, President Trump is, the African American community is very near and dear to his heart. Um, at no, these rallies, he often shares the great work he has done for minority communities, um, when you look at the fact that this president got criminal justice reform done, that this president brought us the lowest African-American unemployment numbers in the history of our country, that this president made HBCU funding permanent. Um, he's working on rectifying injustices, injustices that go back to the very beginning of this country's history. Um, so it's a meaningful day to him, um, and it's a day where he wants to share some of the progress that's been made as we look forward and more that needs to be done, especially as we're looking at this police reform
0: for him okay I you know like what well, can, I, can I say something Re- i was him. gonna say <laughs> yeah, i know that was hysterical oh, hold up hold up Newt, hold up Todd Power Power Pods? One of the part- this thing is losing its mind hold up I'm trying to have control of this thing and it's not being my friend and i was trying to pull that back see this 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 is when i wish it was youtube because it it, it is uh there's no control over it at all man um so Anyway, sorry, guys. Uh, If you find it on YouTube, that would be really, really great. Um, Jack, if you can hear me. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Uh, So because the thing is, is because I I didn't hear anything you guys just said. I was trying to throw up the try to run it back again. But it's it's being a big pain in the ass, like especially when it's in those embedded websites and stuff man like that stuff gets really really aggravating but it's basically like every single time that um anybody who represents trump anybody they always throw out those three bullets just like tom just said but it's also it's almost like it that is his equivalent of i got three black friends i can't be racist it's literally what it is see what i did see what i did there though you know what i'm saying to see my black see black friends i'm not racist i got black people in my in my in my phone that I call, none of them are named Tyrone. Hey, look at that, see? See, I got diverse friends. That's all he's doing every single time. See the three things that they did? Oh, you know, this and this and the HBCUs and the na, 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 na. it's like, shut up. You are just making excuses and it just looks bad. Quit using those excuses. If you had a longer laundry list of things that you've done, you wouldn't have to say anything. You wouldn't have to consistently prove yourself that you've done things for the black community, period. We would already see it. It'd be like, we salute you, bruh. We got you. Yes, Trump is for the black people. No, he's not. Mm. Hell to the no. I sent you a
3: video. It starts about yeah, 30 I seconds. Sent one too, Thank yep. you. Let me, let me. <laughs> you said both of you guys are like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? No, you, you missed us when we were muted. I said, and cue the black person walking behind her during the conference.
0: Yeah. And that's They're what I was like.
3: And go.
2: Yeah. Uh, let me. I'm just imagining that guy's just thinking like nothing to see here. Just some lying old white woman.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nothing to see here. Sprinkle <laughs> some crack on her. Um, <laughs> hold on one second. Oh, man. Um, so let me find. It's 30 seconds in. You said. Let me find this. Oh, I okay. Hold on. Let me cue this up again. Like I said, it's just like she's she is sitting there going, I'm going to try to make as many excuses as I can because it's, it's what I'm paid to do. These are the excuses. But here we go.
5: President Trump is, the time. African-American community is very near and dear to his heart. Um, at these rallies, he often shares the great work he has done for minority communities. Um, when you look at the fact that this president got criminal justice <laughs> reform
0: done. What does he do? What does he do for the president? I wonder what he's do, what he does, because no way, shape, or form would he be able to walk behind <laughs> her like that. You know what I'm saying? He would not have any, like, they would literally, there's no way. He, he would not be able to break through security and just walk right, right behind her. So he Probably obviously, wasn't tackled. He, would, yeah, he would have gotten tackled so hard. So, like, what does he do for the president? Or what, is, what does he do at the White House? That is the question. You know what I mean? Man, that is, that is, um, that is trash. That is trash. But like I said, you know, the, the, there is only so much that you can sit here and say all day long about about Trump. And, and like I said, if there's more information out there, please let me know, you know? <laughs> let me know, Gary O'Neill. What, what the F, she's out of there. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people just going, what the heck? Um, Trump is tripping again. Y'all are completely right. Thank you. You know, um, uh, Shanta said um, he has shown no concern whatsoever, especially since the protesting has started. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Nikki on YouTube said being racist is not how many black friends you have. Um, To me, it's the way you think and talk to black human beings. Absolutely. I just it's just a it's just an ongoing joke that I have. Um, about the whole, I got three black friends, but it's, it's kind of an ongoing joke that the black community does have that, uh, white people will instantly say, and I'm just going to educate some people real quick. White people will instantly say, Oh, I can't be racist. I have black friends. And it's almost like that is their go-to, or they'll say, I'm not racist. I would have voted for Obama a third time. I, I, I voted for Obama. I can't be racist, yet they'll be in a car driving in their, in their ride and say a black person cuts them off in the, on the highway and they'll be the first one to say the N-word screaming at that person that just cut them off. But they're in the confines of their own car. So th- that's all I'm saying is there's this double standard of, oh, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I got black friends. And it's like, see, the fact that you have to throw that out there says something. And the other thing is, is when people have to sit there and feel like they're obligated to let you know, if they have to prove that they are not racist, 95% of the time they is, just so you know, because they did something that was kind of racist that caused them to actually say that they are not racist. And then the floodgates open of, I would have voted for Obama a third time or oh, you know, I, I watched Friday 1,500 times. I know every single word to Gangsta's Paradise or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa, who cares? doesn't matter. So, it's just an ongoing thing.
3: Can we just talk about her in general, too? Like her? She beforehand in 2015, you know, called Trump's, like, comments about Mexican immigrants racist. Uh it said it's inauthentic and unfortunate to call Trump a Republican but now she's hired, and her whole—her she has spent her entire life. That's like, uh, to me, a racist statement is a racist statement. I don't like what Donald Trump
0: said. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. That's what
3: she said about Trump's statements in 2015. Really? And now, now she's the press secretary. And
0: now she—and now she's securing the bags. Sounds like so. Candace Owens. Mm. Right? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Now she's trying to secure the bags. That's all she's trying to do. She's trying to secure the bags. Interesting. Tano Vane, have a great day. Thank you so much for watching. She said, uh, they said, great show today. But they got to head out, so thank you. Thank you. Uh, enemy Nation just said something, and he's, he's been repeating it because he wants to make sure that uh, it's been seen. So I'm seeing it. I'm going to read it out loud for you. Okay? Enemy said, the greatest enemy... Of knowledge is not ignorance it is the illusion of knowledge because you know obviously I said some things in regards to in regards to uh, we we all said the same things about oh here's these three bullet points that he has the only three bullet points that he has the only so mm, I don't know unless there's some other things that you don't know that we don't know then send it to us But as far as I'm concerned, I have yet to see anything else. I have yet to see other things. You know, secondhand biker said, can you be white and not racist? That's a very good question. Secondhand biker. Hmm. I think, okay. you know what? I'm going to say this and I'm going to keep it straight funky. I think everybody's a little racist. I think everybody is. Even black people. You know, they, they, there's a, that ongoing argument that, why, uh, that black people cannot be racist. Um, I think black people can be racist, too. You know, the I think stereotypes have been impounded into people's heads. Exactly. So no matter what, you know, if you get cut off by some Asian person, you're automatically probably thinking, "Yep, well, there he is perpetuating his own stereotype. Like, seriously, you might be thinking that. Just because it was ingrained in your brain. You know, I feel like racism is something that has been instilled in our brains since day one or since the moment we have witnessed or heard or, you know, seen racism firsthand. You know. But, yes, I think everybody's a little racist. Everybody. Shoot, even shoot, I, I could be racist sometimes too. shoot. I'm not going to sit here and fake the funk. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm perfect, <laughs> even though I've, I I've heard even heard though I've <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So there you go. Do, do, I want to you hear
3: go. your white person impersonation again. Is, is, it, or
0: is that white hick in you? That's, uh, uh... <laughs> the America? Yeah, the America? Come on now. Yeah, America. We're going to go down and get some moonshine and play a song with our piccadillys i don't know what that is anyway <laughs> or or it's the or it's the white girl the the valley girl white girl oh my god it's gonna be so cute oh my god i got the greatest idea so i do have those you know what i'm saying so yeah everybody's a little racist everybody and i think it's a matter of just acknowledging that and l- knowing that you have that in the back of your mind but you're also unlearning that racism. Does that make sense? You know, if you acknowledge, okay, I fully see that I'm not fully 110% all the way woke, you know, that I am am human and that I'm learning as I'm going because that's what life is all about and consistently trying to unlearn certain things, then I think that's okay. As long as you acknowledge that you have a, a bit of ignorance in your brain, yeah. if you if you don't acknowledge that, then that's when you are seriously a racist, a racist. See what I'm saying? You yeah. are a a full on, absolutely fluent in the language of racism. You're not trying to dumb it down or unlearn it or push it over to the side and t- learn a new language, you are only learning the language of hate. So therefore, you are fluent. Therefore, you are a racist. But I think everybody knows a little bit of Spanish. Does that make sense? Everybody's a little bit of, you know, donde está, you know what I mean? Agua. Everybody knows, the, you know, the racial slurs out there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows them but does it mean that we start going and learning more and trying to expand our vernacular in racism? Trying to learn the vocabulary in all the BS rhetoric and racist rhetoric that's out there? If you start doing that, that is a problem. Therefore, you are fluent in the language of racism. Therefore, you are uh, racist. See what I'm saying? But other than that, everybody has a little bit of racism in them. This is what it is. I've
2: been thinking about this over the last week. And, you know, you hear all the time, you know, we aren't born into this world being racist. You know, we aren't, uh, you know, children aren't racist. And I get where they're coming, where people that say that are coming from with that argument. But I think it's a little bit of an oversimplification. You could have the best, I mean, you know, just speaking as a white guy, you could have the best, most woke, non-racist parents in the world. But if you grow up in in America, and America is a racist country, just straight up, founded on genocide, built by slavery, racist country. Uh, If you grow up here and you're part of the social conditioning in America, you can easily fall into the traps of racism.
0: Beautifully said, Tom.
2: And trying to deprogram from that, is not easy. It's not easy like, oh, I can just go back to being a kid and see everybody as people. No, you have to deprogram and get that BS out of you mm-hmm. and learn and empathize. Empathy is hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Not like living in America, which is a racist country, not being a racist here is a can be a difficult thing to put yourself in the shoes of someone whose life experience you have no idea what it is i mean it's hard no absolutely it's something you have to work on every day so it it frustrates me sometimes when i'm like when i see people are like oh kids aren't racist like yeah they haven't been conditioned yet by america deprogramming is tough empathy is tough trying to see everybody as a human being in a country that
0: wants you to do anything but that is hard Yes. Um, and, and I'll say this too, because, uh, you know, unless Jack, you, you wanted to say, did you want to say? Well, I mean, it, go you ahead know, before I true. jump in. I
3: mean, if the, if you turn on the news, everything in the news is negative. Yep. Imagine if the news stations only put out positive news about people. Otherwise, when you look on, turn on the news, this person was shot. This person was robbed. This person was killed. This person did this. This person did that. Like, it's highlighting the negativity of our society. If the news only highlighted all the good, I think that one, that would be programming us differently. Otherwise, it just makes us look at society as, oh my gosh, I'm paranormal, evil in the world. And that's what really perpetuates all those stereotypes because it's like, look, another person did this, uh, another black person did this, another white person did this. Look what happened here. like. It is a, it is, the news is the divider. And that's been proven in the last several months where all these news stations, which are owned by one main larger corporation or another, and they put out blanket statements and you can go and go from news station to news station, they're saying the exact same thing. It is a propaganda machine, but it's made to seem like everyone is getting a fair side, but it's not. You know, it, the, if you look at the amount of news, like when the parents have to turn the news off because it's too violent for the kids, yeah. and it's on at five o'clock, and then repeat it again, and then repeat it in the morning, and then if you open up the newspaper, and everything—it's everything has to be a headline catcher, everything has yeah. to be that it has to be jabbing, it has to be eye-catching. I don't know. It's um, it, its true. I mean, it's hard to make a change, and um, when everything is made not to be changed. So you know,
0: it's funny. It's like I would love to see, like, just just you know, uh, piggybacking off of what you just said, Jack. I would love to see instead of it being, and it, this this is, I'm just pulling this out of my butt right now. So please, just please work with me here. But um, instead of it, if it bleeds, it leads. If it if it heals, then it has appeal, or something like that. Does that make any sense? If it heals, it appeals. You know what I mean? There you go. Ooh, thank you. Thank you, Jack. If it heals, yeah, if it heals, there's appeal or it appeals. You know what I mean? But we don't really have those. If you notice, the stuff that they throw on the news that is like the happy-go-lucky stuff is kind of done in passing. They go, moving on to the next thing because they, you know, it's another bleeding heart or it's another, you know, somebody who's dying or somebody who's dead or there's some injustice or something like that. They always go, oh, yeah, you know, baby Shamu was born today. Moving yeah. on, you know, yeah. three black men have been, bad three black today. men have been shot and killed today. You know what I'm saying? It's just like they just kind of say it in passing and they move on. Or they go, oh, look at this cute little thing, the cute little girl dancing to 24 karat magic. Oh, moving on, there's another person who died today. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. It's just done and they move on, you know, or, you know, like the, the girl who changed the, the definition of, of racism in the, in the dictionary, like they don't really talk about those things. They just kind of jump on it and then move on because it's the next thing that's bleeding out there. If it bleeds, it leads. And, you know, maybe if there was more of a, a balance, that would be amazing, you know, and then, the, you know, this is what Tom was saying just a second ago. Yes, you know, there is a certain level of racism that exists on all platforms on all, in all races. You know, um, shoot, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, let me say two different stories real quick. You know, there's black, you know, say a white guy who is, he's got plenty of black friends, the whole nine, you know what I mean? He's, 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 you know, he's, uh, uh you know, he is not at sur- the surface level, racist in the slightest bit. You know, he's got his black friends. He's, he's, got a, he's got a very integrated lifestyle. He's got a very integrated group of friends, the whole nine. They're all people from all walks of life, the whole nine, okay? And uh, looking like a damn, like, you know, gap commercial for crying out loud. It's just multi multi-ra- multiracial, multicultural, the whole nine. But then he goes into a 7-Eleven, and he's getting some food. And uh, he's standing in line, and all of a sudden, some dudes that some black guys that come in, and it's kind of late at night. They look a little shady, just because of maybe just how they're they're dressed, their demeanor. Suddenly, homeboy, white guy that is so cool with his multicultural friends and all that, gets a little nervous. Why? Because of all the things that are ingrained in his brain from what he has consumed on social media, what he has seen on TV, and what society has instilled in his brain as well. These are the same people. They look exactly like his friends, John and, you know, Jacob and Jingleheimer-Smith. Okay? His name is my name, too. But apparently, these guys look exactly like his best friends. Yet he's still nervous because he sees, at face value, what they present themselves as. Stereotype, bang, instantly. Oh, they probably want to rob the place. Oh, they're probably going to beat me up. Oh, oh, I might get, I might, I might get blah blah blah. How much money do I have in my wallet? What is it? Oh, that's a really. Oh man, I got my, my my black card in there, and I got my, you know, I got my Amex, I got my, like, you know what I mean? Instantly. Instantly happens it instantly happens but then you also got you also got the other side you can say the same thing black guy he's a black guy instead multicultural friends maybe he has more predominantly black friends as well right he's with it he's with the culture the whole nine but he's an upstanding individual he's an upstanding citizen of the world right Pays his taxes, ain't got no baby mamas, has a good job, good car, good credit, the whole nine. He's in the same 7-Eleven. Those same dudes walk in, and guess what? He's going to be nervous too. Why? Because what is instilled out there in society, no matter what. There's there's interracism inside of each race as well. You can sit here and say it's the, a white guy at the 7-Eleven and the three white guys that look shady as hell walk in. And, you know, they're real. Like, you know, they're coming from the wrong side of, side of the tracks, and, but they're white. That white guy, his butthole's going to pucker up, too. Because of what's been instilled as well. So there's racism all over the place. I mean, you, you, we can go into different like uh, categories and we can go, you know what I mean? We can keep it going and go and like the list goes on and on and on and on. This turns into like a soap opera to the point where you find out that you have like a, 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 a twin, you know, an evil twin that you never knew that, that even existed on the other side of the world. You just never know. It's, it's so crazy. It gets so deep. It can go so we can go so deep with this conversation. But yes, it all exists. It most definitely all exists. Just a matter of how we unlearn it and how we keep pressing forward. You know what I mean? And Gary Gary just said, damn, what kind of a world do we live in when all this still happens? Shaking my head, you know, and that's the thing, man. I don't know. I don't know. You know, like it's not like we see a lot of movies where, you know, or TV shows or news where we see people all getting together and doing great wonderful things you know aside from the black lives matter movement you know but that's what one of the things that they're fighting against is has something to do with racism but it's not like we're all coming together you know hands across the world type of thing like we are all human beings and we are all one you know we don't we're not we're not putting positive things and putting those things on a pedestal We're we're constantly throwing, we're not showing those things. Like Jack just said, we don't show people trying to heal the world. We don't. That good news network, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah, that's some good news. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, if there was some di- if there was more diversity like that outside of this place, Outside of just some good news. That would be amazing. But unfortunately, we don't have that. So, yeah, shaking my head. We need to be on a different world. We need to we need to be creating a different world right now. And Yes, we, we need to put protest and all that. We need to, it, it needs to get ugly before it gets beautiful again. But I'm hoping that when we get on the other side of this stuff, the world can actually start looking at each other as human. Not just a race, not just as, oh, he's black and he's this and, you know, here's his, you know, like some kind of caste system. You know what I'm saying? Like push all that ish out of the side, on the side and just be like, yo, we are all living human beings. We are all breathing. We all have a heart that beats. We all bleed red. We are human. But it only happen when we actually make that effort. But we are lazy. And we have crazy ADHD. Our focus goes everywhere. So we'll see what happens with this whole Black Lives Matter protests and the movements and all of that. And I hope that it does move it, it towards a, something more positive, for sure. And I mean, you know, we all agree on that, obviously. Right. You know? Um, so here it is. Uh, I'm saying this out loud. <coughs> Enemy Nation wants to call in. I'm going to say this. Enemy Please, uh, the phone lines are open. Give us a call. 314-766-4581. I just didn't want to jump. I, I knew that was an important piece. Um, he was commenting in the, the comment section. And I was like, listen, we need to talk about this racism piece. But hold on. <laughs> because, you know, um, we, we got to, you know, we only, we're going to be, we stop at 1130 today, um, unfortunately. Um, but, You know, if you have any, you know, if you want to call in and you have some thoughts, please give us a call. I got the call right now. Let me uh, jump on here right now. Enemy, what's up, man? How you doing, brother?
1: I'm doing good, my brother. How you doing,
0: man? I'm blessed. I'm blessed, enemy. What's on your mind, man? Speak on it.
1: Okay. Um, First, I know Jack and Tom is probably listening. Yeah. So, I hope they they fact check and and start, you know, as I'm talking, I'm not going to make it long, but fact check what I say. The, okay?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, they're, they're listening, so I'm in, sure they're fact checking. In, in,
1: in, in order to explain Trump's chess move in Tulsa, you have to kind of understand at least the black history in Tulsa and black Wall Street. Okay. And in order to understand black Wall Street you have to understand a whole, you have to understand history all the way from Greece to Rome. Now this, to the average person, they say, man, this dude is crazy. He's, you know, he's on some other stuff. But it just boils down to democracy versus a republic. Uh, It boils down to capitalism versus socialism. People on Black Wall Street they they idolized Booker T. Washington. He was a black capitalist, as opposed to W.E.B. Du Bois, who was a black socialist. Okay? Right. So, going to Tulsa on June 10th, which Tul- Tulsa was arguably the most influential, affluent black... um neighborhood in the United States, or well, actually in the world mm-hmm. at his time. Okay. Yeah. By him, by him going there, he's not appealing to the black socialists. It's not a call to black socialist Obama followers. Obama was a socialist. His father was a socialist. They all studied Marxism. That's right. the father of socialism. Okay. Okay. He's not making a call to black socialists and people that are on the left. He's making a call to black people that have been ostracized and they're going into their, to their hold they're this, we're the silent black. Because we can't talk about um, uh, stuff like loving the, the United States and stuff like that because everybody's going to pile on us and criticize us and, 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 and we'll be shouted down. You can look that on your show. Everybody's, out. you got three guys, and you know that piles on. Anytime I say something, it's, y'all pile on me. I'm the only voice, right? So we 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 be quiet. But that's what he's going to. So the the mainstream media, who's unapologetically left wing, they'll say he's racist. They'll you you said oh well they can only say he did black college. You didn't say nothing about the black air force. Chief that he just nominated in March. You didn't say nothing about that, but you because you don't want to, you, you don't care to know
0: that. Oh no you no know no no. That's what I'm saying, no, no. What I'm saying. Hold, like, hold up, uh, hold up, just, hold you know, up. Okay, go ahead, enemy. Hold up, okay, because this is the thing, you know. Because here's the thing, you know. I love you. I have mad respect for you, enemy. Okay, and I don't ever want you to feel like we're piling on you, but at the same time, when we're not piling on you. You call in, you give us all these, all this information, but then when I try to talk back and at least rebuttal with a response, you jump down my throat, then I can't get a, a word in edgewise. Then I get off the, off the phone with you, and there's a lot that you say. So you have to be respectful in that regard. Now, when it comes to the, the, the man that was the chief that was, uh, that was nominated – No, I'm not like, but that's only, that is only one man. Yes. That is an amazing situation. That is an amazing piece. That is an amazing piece of information. But at the same time, that is one thing that he's, that he's done since this whole thing has happened. There's all these other things that are going on outside that he's not acknowledging. And that is a huge problem. Then on top of that, to answer to the Juneteenth thing, and I'm just I'm just posing this up as a question, which of course I'm going to jump off here so I can get the guys back in here, and we're going to talk about Black Wall Street. We're going to talk about the the you know Tulsa and all that. But and, but when you say, um, that he's you know that he's doing this for a a bigger reason, then why isn't he saying those things? Why is his press secretary only throwing out those three things that you mentioned last y- yes on the last show? You mentioned those three things that that woman regurgitated out of her own damn mouth. So that's why it's like, well, wait a second. If he has more things, why aren't they being put out there? And then especially during this time, why is he why is he coming off at least like he's ignoring the general people and what they need? OK, let me address something first. Go ahead. Barack
1: Obama had ninety-five percent of the black vote. Yeah, right.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I don't ne- never hear nobody rattle off the stuff that he did for Black Americans. All right, yes, Black Americans did start to fall. Black American unemployment did start to fall under his administration, but at the same time, white and black—the black unemployment fell, but the black wealth fell even further now white wealth on the other hand grew 50 percent
4: mm-hmm.
1: so it took it took Barack Obama seven years out of an eight-year term to to get black unemployment out of out, out of out of double digits it took them seven years now white unemployment on the other hand and white wealth grew uh grew by 50 percent. And so it seems to talk that, and, I, and that's, getting into something, that's getting into a whole sidetrack, but what I'm saying is mm-hmm. Barack Obama had 95% of the black vote. Hillary Clinton had 88%. Donald Trump only had 8% of the black vote. And it's like people are saying, hey, Donald Trump, do this for blacks, do this for blacks, do this for blacks. Right. And his voter base, out of all the, 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 the five major uh, race categories, he got the lowest support from the black community, but now all of a sudden the black community is demanding Trump do this for them when they didn't even support him in his in his presidential campaign, only 8%. So the people that they should be saying do this and do that for black people should have been the Obama administration where he had 95%. The mainstream media didn't criticize Barack Obama from the time he got into office until That's a- the time he left. Yeah. You know I'm so
0: Enemy, you, that's a very that's, strong point.
1: That's a, that's a side note. You know, if you yeah. were if you were running for office and you only got eight percent of, of, of something, but these same eight percent people demand you to do something for them, you probably ignore. Them.
0: No, but so but that, here's my only oh, only my you, this is my only opposing argument part of, part of it real quick. Wouldn't you want your approval rating or your percentage of black voters to grow if you were to like if you were to say yo guys we're gonna do something about this, like because you you gotta say you gotta remember. I understand Obama had ninety five percent of the black vote, which is yes, that's true, and it was an amazing thing. But at the same time, and I understand, you know, uh, you know, we can argue all day till we're blue in the face w- whether or not he did anything for the black community. But when it comes to Trump and him only having eight percent, and how badly he wants that black vote, the last, the first thing he needs to be doing is be listening to the Black Lives Matter movement. Listen listening to let's 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 put out black lives matter movement and push it to the side just the protesters the the general public that is sitting there saying we want change and we want change now if he was to hey sit man, there hold on is, if he was to listen if he was ahead. to sit if he was to sit there and listen to those people and actually say i'm willing to listen i'm willing to talk about these things i'm willing to try to make things change do you realize that his black vote percentage would go up so in fact, that would help him for his next election. You see what I'm saying? So I know what you're saying, like because if he's going to sit there and go, I don't give a damn about the 92% voters, that shows what kind of leader he is.
1: That's he should what care. I said he said. That's not that's what not what I said. He said I asked you if that would be what you would do. Now, oh,
4: yes, he's yes. done
1: completely. he's done the complete opposite. Now the thing about the 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 the, the Black Lives Matter, all these police stuff this stuff happens in democrat cities that's what black people rely that roughly black people majority 82 percent of black people live in cities run by democrats mm-hmm. so the people that you need to be forcing uh black lives matter down their throat is democrat cities new york uh, uh minneapolis all those are democrat run cities republicans right. don't have no power in those cities they don't have nothing to do with those cities so if you if you're a democrat and you vote for Police chiefs, I mean uh, mayors, and all this other stuff that affect your community, and when your community gets affected negatively, then you blame it on somebody that ain't got nothing to do with that. How that sound? Right. That's a, the that's a definition of insanity. It's just like a crime bill. That wasn't Republican. That was that was Joe Biden. You know what I'm saying? That, helped, right. that hurt black people, but then they turn around and somehow it's Trump's fault.
0: Yeah, and and, and you so know?
1: so this is this is the delusion. That Democrat bucking form It's projection. It's that you 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 blame people for what you do. it
4: gotcha. you know
0: Yes.
1: So that's what that's 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 my point. And it's like the focus shouldn't be on Trump. Trump didn't, didn't he reversed that when you talk about criminal justice reform, he took those those uh, racist, if you want to call it racist, because if he did it it would be called racist. But if he took those disparaging uh uh of uh, policy and he obliterated them. Okay? But people say, Oh, well that's all you can say. Well shit, what what else you want him to do for eight percent of the vote? What else do you want him to do? He's got he's got ninety two other percent of constituencies that he's gotta deal with. His 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 uh, his uh forum yesterday, he had nothing but black people on there. But y'all probably didn't watch it. Y'all probably said they were talking about capitalism in that form mm-hmm. every time he has a forum with black people all they do is talk about capitalism he's been on he's been on the news so many times saying the united states will not in his presidential uh, address he said the united states will not become a socialist country ever they put the camera on Be- bernie sanders yes. then tom says oh well he's talking about the red chair oh ha, 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 ha. this stuff is real this stuff is going on right. today aoc she's a socialist And the reason why I speak, I'm not speaking angrily at you. The reason why I speak like that is because there's so much information, historically.
0: Yes, but here's the thing
1: that you guys do not know. And I'm trying to, in a a ten or uh, ten or fifteen-minute phone call, I'm trying to get you guys to do the do the research for yourself. I'm not saying believe me. Right. I say, hey, look, and I understand gonna, that. that hey, I'm wrong, enemy. I understand. And tell me how I'm wrong.
0: Enemy. I understand that's that. How, but here I it say. is. No, no, no it's, it's fine. Here it is, though. You know, this is the whole p- point. Like, you might have your drastically different opinions than me or or tom or or anyone else but we're we're not patronizing we're not trying to do- talk down we're not trying to punch down at you or anyone else so we try to keep this this fa- these phone lines open with positivity you know that's that's my dog right there you know i don't like you trying to mimic my my boy here tom like you know that's that's my boy and second i'm always here to listen doesn't mean that i'm going to agree with you and that's that's the whole point you know, but I appreciate you giving us information and talking about those things, because that's what we need. We need to have those conversations and we want to be have our our minds opened up, at least mine. You know, I'm all always going, hey, I need more stuff, but I'm going to open. I'm going to get off the phone now because we need to get I need to get these guys back on to talk about all of this that you, hey. we just talked about. OK, and hey, thank hey, you so hey, much. Hey, I appreciate hey, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to hang go. up right now real quick. Make it ve- like you got 10 seconds. Go.
1: Hey, um, check out my my YouTube channel. I got some stuff on there that that I'll start posting. But I got a couple of things that that might be of interest to you. Okay. Uh, it's under the same name, same logo. Just check it out because it's it, it's really you know for information. I don't do you no know, talking or nothing. I just play stuff and that. You know.
0: Yeah. So Check it out, enemy. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Peace.
1: Thank you. Bye bye.
0: All right, guys, back at it anyway. All right, guys. So what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I'm throwing it over to you guys because I've already said my piece. So go. Yeah. Well, with all due respect, we disagree. We have
2: a different worldview on some of this stuff. I don't think socialism is all that bad. Enemy Nation seems to think it's the end all be all of everything. I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm white. I, I don't know what to tell you. We we have a disagreement. Um, we're, we're probably not going to, you're not going to get me over on your side. I'm not going to get you over on your side. So that that's kind of where I am on that. I, I do think, it's no accident that Trump has to keep coming out and showing his bona fides on how he's not a racist. Right. Um, I mean, I just want to reiterate the guy's uh, his history. He made his he made his he made his money in the 70s, discriminating against black people in housing. He bandied about the 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 conspiracy theory that. Barack Obama, the first black president of the United States, wasn't even an American. He was born in Kenya.
4: Mm-hmm. There's a
2: track record here that shows that Donald Trump has some troubling views on race. Um, and if he's a capitalist and he, if he wants to help black people lift them up by their bootstraps through capitalism, fine. I, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to make of that. But personally, I think socialism, and we were talking yesterday about Martin Luther King, his views on capitalism versus socialism. Uh, since from 1619 until the present day, there have been systemic roadblocks that have been put up to keep black people from accruing wealth. And that that's something that's happened on both sides of the aisle. Democrats have done that. Republicans have done that. I tend to agree a little bit with Martin Luther King that socialism should be something we look at, that redistribution of wealth should be something we look at, because 13% of this population's ancestors weren't allowed to accrue wealth. And I think they're owed. And I, capitalism isn't going to do that for them. Socialism will. Um, and that's not to say I think enemy nation is wrong or isn't entitled to his opinion. Of course It's not. just saying I have a different viewpoint on this.
0: But you're my boy. Um, and, and I don't it, think
2: we're going to come to a,
0: an agreement. Right.
2: And that's okay. I don't think he's a bad guy.
0: No, no. And that's the thing. We, we, no one is a bad person for speaking their minds. And here it is. He's challenging us. He's challenging the show. So I embrace it as much as I possibly can. Um, because, you know, it, it, honestly, you know, there's a lot of times he says things and I'm like, oh, let me look this up. Let me take a look at it myself and just see and assess for myself. But at the same time, you know, it still doesn't sway me. You know, it still hasn't swayed my opinions about certain things. If I if I in my heart of hearts feel that Trump is no way, shape or form trying to show that he is literally here for the black people, for the black community and trying to help with this whole situation of trying to restructure this systemic racism that exists right now. Or that has been existing, I'm sorry then all signs and all roads point to one thing and one thing only. He is not a president for me. He's not, and I don't care what he's done. You know, maybe he he had some things that he had some quotas to do just so he can show to the black community. Hey, I'm with you guys, so I'm going to do all these things for you know real quick but as soon as the everybody's going well these these people have died innocent people have died this is bs the world is on fire everyone's angry he's still looking the other way then he's also doing this thing on juneteenth i don't get it to me it just doesn't make any sense we got to talk about this black wall street real quick you know um do you did you guys happen to look that up at all a little bit of a explanation a little bit backstory behind that as well I was listening to Enemy Nation. I didn't get a chance to uh, okay. research this. No worries, no worries, no worries. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get into it. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I, mean, I know, and, I know a little bit. About it. I mean, right. Wall Street. Yeah,
2: I mean,
0: you got some. What say? That? I mean, we could have a whole, you know
3: conversation about black wall street for like an entire show right exactly right I mean, it's a pivotal well, moment for in America. the last minutes of stuff it. that we got on the show here today i don't think that we can dive into it yeah we've right. got 10 minutes it's five <laughs> i mean we uh, got we there. got four minutes I, one two nine, i, 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 I want to clear play. something up here. hold on it's not <laughs> like i don't know
2: anything about the Tulsa race massacre and black wall street right i just don't you know i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be able to a summarize it in 10 minutes And B, dive into the whole capitalist versus socialist thing that enemy was on, you know, I don't know how much that really enters into it. These, these uh, These were black people in America trying to make an honest go of it through capitalism, and they were killed and had their homes and businesses burned for doing so. So I can imagine, you know, when that happens to you when you try playing the game of capitalism, I can see why socialism would be an enticing alternative.
0: Right. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, yeah, OK, so here it is. You know, we we will most definitely, you know, uh, look up those things, you know, and obviously he put in a lot of questions. Um, and I guess it was bad timing because obviously the show is going to we have to wrap up the show here uh, in about three minutes, literally. Um, but uh, at the same time, we can definitely talk about this uh, as a full on discussion uh, in the next you know, uh, in the on the next show for sure. Um, but the uh, people are sitting there saying some stupid. Um, so anyway,
3: I think that's like all the same, same account, just a different right. person had multiple accounts yeah. that's right. coming in here and just trolling in the comments. Oh, of course. Uh, but yeah, uh, no I, I, I appreciate your, your, your viewpoint. Um, Who? But of uh, Enemy Nation. I appreciate his, his yeah, viewpoint. Absolutely. You know, and bring it up. He didn't, like he's saying, he doesn't want us to, you know, he's not asking us to change our opinion. He's trying to bring some facts and just more stuff to the table. Uh, I do hope that if he's trying to plug his YouTube, that he's plugging us on his, uh, you know, a <laughs> little, you know, give and go there. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, he's brought up uh, the percentage of black votes, you know, multiple times when he's called in. Uh, and I didn't know that, you know, just because if you get a small percentage of, of black votes for our president, that, that you're still not allowed to demand or wanting to demand change from that president. Uh, I didn't know exactly. that the president's not still supposed to support the entire American community. Uh, that's what I feel like is coming. Like when he's saying that, that there shouldn't be able to be demands from the people that were the lowest percentage of voters for the president. Um, you know, that, that feels weird to say. I mean, that's a, uh, I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, we can dive into all that stuff on the next show. I mean, there's plenty of stuff to go into uh, Black Wall Street. I mean, there's a lot of people who were killed, a lot of people who are injured. uh, And and for supporting, you know, there was purely the community going in, killing over 300 people, injuring over 800 people, because there was a report that a black man tried to rape somebody, a white woman. And so the entire community went in and then burned down 35
0: blocks. Yep.
3: So, I mean, there's a lot to talk about there.
0: Yeah. It's a whole thing. It is a, a a very deep, deep thing, um, you know, that can go on and on and on and on. And, of course, we will definitely be talking about this um, either in tonight's show or on the next uh, morning show that we have, uh, for sure. Because, uh, like I said, you know, there is <laughs> there's a lot to talk about in regards to that. And, and, and but then, you know, he, he talked about Black Wall Street. But then, of course, it's like you know, Juneteenth, having Trump going in to Tulsa, doing his uh, whole campaign rally there on Juneteenth, to me, does not seem like he cares. To me, it seems like he's trying to give us, he's trying to give the black community and the Black Lives Matter movement the middle finger. That's what I personally think. Um, But that's the thing. You know what I mean? Um, And here it is. Enemy um, said something, and I just wanted to read this really quick before we end up uh, wrapping up here because it is 1130. He said, "Uh, I never once asked you guys to change your opinion about anything. I just said fact check what I said, what I say. And that's absolutely right. We get, we get what you're saying, we're going to fact-check, we're going to look those things up. And like I said, you know here it is. we are learning on this show. you know like I understand that you guys are, there's a lot of guys out there that are roller decks of information that they are an Encyclopedia Britannica deep cut of, of just information in regards to politics and history and all that. you know personally, I'm not sitting here saying that I am uh, prolific in the world of you know, history of, of all levels. You know, I know, I know my, my, I know a good portion of black history, but there's still some black history that I still am learning every single day about. Um, like I said, I'm just not a walking, you know, time capsule of information. And that's the same thing I could say to the, to the guys as well. You know, you know, I could, I could speak on behalf of the, the two, you know, the other two, um, but like I said, we are learning about these things and talking about these things and, and tapping on these things as we go. And yes, there are times when we're on the show that my opinion has changed because of fact checking, fact checking or looking certain things up. You know, and we will continue to do so. You know, that's what this show is all about. But anyway, we got to get going, guys. Unfortunately, it's 1131 and it's uh, we're a little bit going a little bit over time. So I really appreciate everybody being on the show today. I really appreciate it. You know, everybody who uh, has been commenting, being a part of the conversation. What's up, Lax Paint? What's up, Chris Collins on on Facebook? I appreciate everybody tuning in. You know, now it's now it's starting to get, um, uh, um, we, you know, we're, we're starting to get, uh, uh, um more (laughs) people coming in and commenting, but we got to get going. And of course, you know, that's the thing, you know, people, (laughs) there's always going to be heated debates no matter what. Doesn't matter how it is. It's just what it is. Uh, Secondhand Biker, thank you so much. Woodgrain, what up, man? Thank you so much for being on the show and passionately uh, commenting down below. I appreciate it. But anyway, we have got to get going. Tom, Jack, thank you so much for being on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But, you know, like I said, we are in this world where we are uh, learning as we go. Um, There are some things that we don't know that we learn while we do the show live. And that's the whole point of this show. So appreciate everybody. Y'all stay safe. I will be on uh, later on this evening, Friday night. So be sure to tune in. We'll be continuing the conversations and having more uh, good times and all that stuff. I love everybody. Love all your faces. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. Have a safe and wonderful weekend if I don't see you guys. Um, But be sure to tune in because I'll be on throughout the weekend. Much love to you guys. Bye.